Talk, episode two, with Tommy Norton. Drum roll, please. Thank you very much for Thank joining you. us. Actually, we've come to your we've come to your flat. Yeah. Which is rather nice, no doubt. Good The lujo, the lujo, with our drinks. Cheers. The PM. And it's really rather nice here in both worlds. Same. We're testing out the new furniture, which we. Well, I have you to thank for this, not just because you drove to Spain to get it, but I, when I was putting it together, I was listening to your episode from last time. There we are. So, <laughs> so I was like, double <laughs> But to be honest, your episode only lasted half an hour, and this took me about five hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> it did. So what did you do? Well, put the music on. Uh, because oh. we have this argument the whole time, so we don't have many viewers on YouTube. We have a few, you know, in the in the du still only double figures. I'd like it to be triple yeah. figures or more. So we need to try and push the YouTube. But I think a lot of people, yeah. there's a lot more people that listen to it. Look, I mean, on, on I average, would say to you, okay, yo soy el number one fan de YouTube en Inglaterra, sino en el mundo entero, because I listen, to, I've listened to every single episode. Yeah. And I normally listen, I, I normally listen, nine times out of 10, I listen within 24 hours of it being released. Because I, the thing is, one of the things I like is that you're talking about current yes, things, we do. topical things. So if we I do. listen to it a week or two late, it might have yeah, already yeah. gone. already. Because we record and then it, it goes out the following week. So we record yeah. the week before it goes out to give Charlie, our producer, yeah. a chance to put it together. Because yeah. he has to marry what's happening here yeah. with what's happening on the, on the video. No, but look, I live in London and one of the, things that I love about the podcast is that it gives you a sense of like you're being included in the conversations yes yeah. and Jib, what are people talking about that's, what we, that's the thing we get the most from, from people who live away no? yeah. it's, it's, it's a way of, of keeping in touch keeping, y, yeah. y, y lo que so that's nice yeah 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 no it is it's, it's, I, listen, I have to it's, say that I personally listen to it more because I'm cooking or I'm walking the dog yeah and um, you think it's me and Michelle talk quite a lot anyway. Like, we're exchanging voice notes all week, but <laughs> I feel like I know that when it's the first time I've met you. <laughs> well, I've told you that before. And we actually mention you on, on a, lot of the, a lot of the times that we record. I know, I know. We actually do mention you because, yeah, yeah we know that you listen. It's funny, anyway. actually. Um, I, when I walked in now, he came out the corridor like a little girl. First time I met him, he gave me two pesos. We weren't sure if you knew how to get here, because I did say the number. Yes, 20 times. Okay. Yes. And then you told me to stop being a... Yeah. <laughs> Dav, are you here? Dav? Well, because... Llegate, Dav, are you on your way, Dav? Time. Dav, Dav, it's Dav. It's four o'clock. It's four o'clock. And you you psycho para ya de mandarme mensaje. I know, that's what you yes. said. Yes. So, we're going to talk about a few things. I have Venga. a few things written down. Tommy has quite a lot of things to I say. I have none. Okay, you have none. None. Nice. No. Good. Um. <laughs> Verdad, okay. It's all right, we have enough to say. No, so you, you don't need, just, just nod. No, yeah. Or, or just, you know, say you don't agree with something, which is I actually, One thing I was going to say is that quite often when I'm listening, I want to butt in. Yeah. And... No what I don't do no is, is to send you a message. Is, like, no, sometimes I send you a message, but to give you feedback or actual points Nobody about things that you're discussing. No, that, Helen Wade has given us quite yeah. a lot of feedback. Yeah. Yes, I haven't mentioned it to you yet, but I, I will. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I, I have the thought, and then when I get home, I get distracted and I don't do it. But okay. actually... That's what you need, you need but people engaging. But that's the other side of it, is that I'm walking down main streets and somebody goes, Gusha, take it, blah, You just easy. And then you forget. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've had quite a few bits of feedback, actually, this week. 
but um, I haven't written it down, and it's one of those. Um, I got feedback I like got it five sent minutes I ago. I can't use my camera. So five minutes ago, me dijeron que they find it really funny cuando yo estoy hablando, and you just go, yes, yes, anyway. Bueno, because you change the subject the whole time. There's no, there's no, we start talking about something, y tú te vas por la vía tarifa, as usual. Y después, or I'm saying something, and you flatten me, like, boom, como que no. It's like, it's not relevant. Now I'm in the middle of this. Defiendeme, Tommy. Yes. Come on. Your banter is what part of what makes it good. Like, if you agreed about everything... We don't agree about most No, things. but actually, that's good. Because you, you have this back and forth. It's not just, oh, yeah, uh, that happened, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. It's good. Mm. <laughs> and, I, I, and I make it sound like I only listen to your podcast. I don't. I listen to loads of podcasts. I listen to podcasts on history, politics, sport. So street talk is just like one... and. And it's the, because it's done professional, professional quality, I don't notice any difference. I just, yeah. It's one of the ones I listen to. Thank you very to. much. That's Charlie, really, who's <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's really good. Yeah. Well, I've heard others. I, I, I listened to one hace poco y tuve que decir, no puedo escucharlo, lo tuve que quitar. Yeah. That's the first yeah. thing with a yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing, really. The sound, the quality of the sound. If it's a bit yeah. tinny, I don't think it and engages people And it was a very so high profile one, eh? Yeah. Very yeah, Particularly when you're recording outside and there's background noise. Yeah. That's all you can hear. It's no yeah. good. Mm. So Tommy is now a doctor. Doctor Newton. Doctor Newton. Yeah, we're very proud. I'm very hot. I'm very sweaty. Yeah, I'm very sweaty. I'm very hot. 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 I'm job at the national I started off as a journalist and then I got a job at the National Archives the UK National Archives which is in Kew in West London wow and I worked there for about four or five years and one of the things that I did when I was there was manage the release of new records so the UK government it used to be every 30 years now it's coming down to 20 years releases new material thousands and thousands of files and of course I thought well, is there anything on Jim and I'd look up what there was and I'd write it up if there was something I'd write it up for the Chronicle. And how do you look for something on Jib? I asked you that before. Well, because everything... Where do you look? So let's say in, at the end of the year, normally happens at the end of the year, between Christmas and New Year, that's when they release new files. Um, because it's a, it's a quiet news time. Normally you can get all the people, all the journalists in. And there could be thousands of files in one release. But it's all digitized. Hey, is it digitized? Catalogued. Entonces, sí, sí, and no even, vea, if Gibraltar no? comes up, or if there's something that looks like it could be related, I'll have a look. So you just type in Gibraltar yeah. certain dates if there's something. Yeah, and I was given access before they were released to the public so that we could prepare it for the for the press. How cool. So I would write something under embargo, send it to Brian at the Chronicle, or Dominic before that. And yeah, and that's so I did that for a few years. Then when I left, and I was doing freelance research for people, I thought, well, you know, now I actually want to research what I want to research. And so I did a master's in historical research at Birkbeck. And I did it on, I did my dissertation on the integration movement in Gibraltar, the IWB, the IWM integration with Britain party. Um, and I had so much material that for 15,000 word dissertation, I thought, I, what You're am I going to do with this? Book. Literally, my first draft was 50,000 words for a 15,000 word dissertation. So. I said, well, what should I do? Ahora que corto, yeah. Yeah. And I, I cut it down and everything, but I had so much material. And also, in the meantime, Brexit had happened and it had kind of refocused attention on the European aspect, which is what my 
doctoral thesis is all about the European aspect, European community and Gibraltar, 1957 to 1987. Uh, and I found someone who would take me on as a supervisor. And yeah, I've been doing everything. And the rest of history. <laughs> well, Four two years. years of it was COVID. So I was literally, Stuck the first year I was, so I, was, I was doing it at Nottingham. The first year I was at Nottingham, quite a lot. Second two, two years, me solo en casa, researching, reading things. And then the last year I've just been writing it up. Wow. And it has, this, the limit for a PhD is 100,000 words. 100,000? 100,000 words. So you've printed so. it out and you've got the thing. Yeah. Well, then, that's ten, 10 times below the budget. Yeah, and then you have kind of like a, an exam, which is called a viva, which is where a panel of three people reads your thesis and interview you about it. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I was told by one of my supervisors it could be anything up to three hours long. And in Spain, and in most of continental Europe, it can be four or five hours long, and it's open to the public. What? Yeah, open to the Anybody public. Anyone can come, like a courtroom. Like a DPC wow. meeting. But in England, it's not. It's more like an American system where you just have someone from your university who's not related to your project, a chairperson and an external who's the one who's kind of bad cop who is not from your university not anything to do with you but is an expert in that field who's the devil's advocate yeah. and how do wow. they find people like that who finds those people you have to it's up to you to find really yeah. Seema. even yeah. the ones that are going to be like playing yeah, devil's yeah, advocate yeah 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 and and what happened was in my particular case the guy was a professor in <laughs> madrid me encanta como excuse me would you like to come along and roast yeah. me yeah, oh, well, basically. first of all, you have to read it. Because <laughs> read it and then come and roast yeah. me on it. Yeah. Thank you. And he, well, so he was in Madrid, so he couldn't actually do it in person. So he was doing it on a little screen, and the oh. other two people were in the room. Um, and where were you? In the room? In the room, yeah. And they start asking you questions. Yeah, but mine was over in an hour and 15 minutes. And I came out, and the guy was like, How, what do you mean you finished your wedding? <laughs> so oh, I guess God. that meant was that a it good went feeling? well. Yeah. I mean, did they tell you you yeah. passed or...? They told me straight away I'd passed. Really? Okay, yeah. Um, and it's a bit like a driving test. You have pass with no majors or whatever and pass with minor corrections. And that's why I had. So I have... I was just saying to Michelle, in September I have to hand in the revised manuscript. Wow. But apparently I'm still allowed to Clever call myself a doctor. <laughs> Bad Dr. Norton. Do you use it? Okay, well, yeah, I'm going to use it. For sure. <laughs> I asked him, I asked him, you're going to call yourself Dr. Norton. He says, after four years? Yeah. 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 Claro que sí. I would. Poyata. It's Dr. Norton. You need to make your wife call you Dr. Norton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And his kids. No, yeah, darling. They're on the beach. beach. No, darling. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a joke. He's yeah. done it with two But what happens is I'm on the plane and they'll say, is there a doctor on board? Yes. Yes. A doctor of philosophy. Yes. yes. <laughs> can you save this woman? No, but I can tell you about Gibraltar. <laughs> so what are you so, going to yeah. do with that now? Well, I'm hoping... Look, it's all quite topical because, as you know, when you've discussed on this programme, there's a treaty that's been negotiated at the same time. Yeah. This is kind of like the origin story of Gibraltar's relationship with what was then called the European Economic Community in 1957. Me encanta como Marvel. Like Marvel. Origin this is story. the origin story. So. Love it. Um, they would be interested in it, I think they would be interested in it and I'm hoping someone might be listening to this, might want to publish it. Yeah. Uh, when I think you when should. the final version I definitely is think you should publish it. Yeah. 
and then After all that see what we do. Interesante. All those thousands of words, I don't think, I, yo con lo que habla, I don't think I could do it. And I was here. Si puede, lo que pasa que de, you the, just have to put your mind to it. Actually, yeah, the research is the whole thing. You, you, are, you yeah. know, Elena and Christina have these um, other, they're part of a group, and they asked Tommy if some, if they, he knew of anyone or if he could write uh, a, what was it, three, one thousand word essay or yeah, on, but on, the what, thing is, on what it is to be Gibraltarian, what, what so, you feel yeah. makes you Gibraltarian, what and, and about being well, bilingual. And Tommy said, "Look, I can't do it. No. I'm in the middle of my no, my, but, uh, my thing. Would you have a go?" And I said, "Yes, I'll do it." Come in the middle of my thing, como si tú no puedes eso no momento. No, but that, also it wasn't well, just that. Was apart from anything else, you have to. No soy un chanito. 100% I can wear the t-shirt on National yeah. State because I've lived my whole life in England, virtually my ah, whole life. Ah, your whole life. Well, since I was You're five years there. old. You was born there. No, I wasn't oh, no, born there. You were born there. You but I've lived since I was five years old. You were a You were a giri. I can have 50% Janito t-shirt. So technically, I'm 50% as well. My mother is Spanish. Now my mother is more Janito than anyone. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. But does she well, come out with Janitadas and everything? Sí, pero que ella no le hable malamente de G. Porque te come. Te yeah. come. My mom was here during the whole closure and everything, yeah. y lo pasó mal. And you cannot speak badly about Gibraltar porque te come. Well, the big came out home, and she had to leave her, her family her yeah. family behind. Yeah. No? She got, married, she got married on her wedding day. She was on her own. Yeah. yeah, nobody could come over. The frontier had just closed. Yeah, yeah. very and hard. She, and she her. she said it was it was an incredibly sad day. Yeah. All she had was a little telegram that said uh, "Felicidades de, de tu padre." That's Qué pena. it. Yeah. Well, the, the film, the Stephen Cumming film. Yeah, yeah. Time of closure. And what I didn't realize actually was that after that closure, a lot of people in Alinea went to live in London. There was yeah. ten thousand people That's went right. to get jobs in That's London. That's right. I seen it. I speak to them all the time. Yeah. They're back now. A lot of See? them are back now. And it's now. really funny they because talk like they have. They, all, they talk, <laughs> they talk in plan EastEnders. Yeah, yeah. Y después te hablan en plan como la cosa y vamos y así. Es la cosa más bizarra que he visto en mi vida. ¿Dónde por aquí? But it's funny because I know a lot of people that have Gibraltar family or they've grown up in England. And there's the full range from people who don't speak a word of Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, but their parents are both Gibraltarian. Yeah. All the way through to people. You'd think they were just Johnny. Sí, sí, increíble. And there's the whole entire range, so it's. I work. I work with a guy who was born in in La Línea. They went to the UK because of work. So he was there. No, he was born in UK. Mentira. Los padres de La Línea. He was born in UK. He was there till the age of 14, and at the age of 14, los padres dicen we're going back. No habla una papa de español. No. Vale. Comes back, and learns. Proper La Línea Spanish Andalou learns how to speak it in one year, does his schooling, and then comes to work in Jib. Y también te habla Janito, and he switches it whenever, depending on who he's speaking, he's speaking to. Mi peluquero wa mi peluquero, born in La Línea, moved to UK. Como te digo, te habla como si te saliera de Istén. No sabes con quién habla, y encima se parece heavy, como Mickey. Oh, he said I'm a Mickey, by the way. Mickey Thomas. A comedian. I know who you mean. That guy with like... Yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. Habla como él, se parece a él. Flanagan? Yeah, yeah. Mickey Flanagan. Yeah. Se parece a él, y yeah. después cuando habla en español, enteramente... It's, it's, I it's think so bizarre. It depends on the age as well. Yeah. Like, if you're that age or school age, 
Depends on the exposure as well, What's no? Ni vecino. Ah, I don't know, no pasa nada. We're used to all the... No, you pass all No, yesterday I was in the Gibraltar National Archives. Ah, I was going to ask you about behind, behind the governor's... Behind the convent. Is that called Secretary's Lane? What's that called? That yeah, Secretary's Lane. Secretary's Lane. Is that is where it, you go? In there? Go, yeah. in, in, as if you were going into the convent? Yeah, but the back. Can anybody go? Anybody can go. Is it open every day? All Let's you need see. to do is to register... On the Tower Red Cross? Online. See, on the Tower Red yeah. Cross. Register yourself online for a history card. You need an ID, that's it. And turn up. And at the moment they got they got summer hours. You, you know what a lot of people don't know about y para mí es un enganchamiento wild los archives de los census. Yeah, and they're online. Cushame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hours census, later. The census that they didn't check this. Not all, all, all of them. All of them. All, 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 all of them. Yeah, they're all there. And they're all digitized and they're all online. Yeah, lo único que there's a hundred year rule. Con que el siguiente que sale sale en 2033, I think it's or 31. Pero tú imagínate, yo metía, three hours later, sí. el plata para reventar, pero no me puedo levantar porque estoy metida, y está mi bisabuelo, y estoy metida, y estoy metida, and I'm dying well, no, to go to the toilet, a... but I can't, okay. because it's like... <gasps> yeah. So this is what happened to Tommy yesterday, he went to the archives because you wanted to do a bit of research Yeah, so this is, more, this is more like a personal thing, I wanted, I wanted to... For a long time to write something about our grandfather yeah. who worked for about 11 governors as his interpreter and private secretary wow. from 1929 to 1946 so the civil war the second world war the evacuation he was right there and um, and i found stuff in the english archives and my dad has given me a whole lot of papers which is really interesting but i wanted to see what they had here so i went yesterday i there's a catalog it's pretty well cataloged up to about 43 you just, you're handed like a thing like this. You can flick through, Norton, anything that looks interesting. And I copied it. And yeah, there was some fascinating stuff. He was sent to Madeira in 1942 to interview all the evacuees in Madeira about how their conditions and how they were finding it. Uh, and to get some of the younger well, people. Well, much better than the ones in Wembley for sure. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and actually he said there are category A, B and C people depending on where they're which hotel they're and did you read what he wrote about them oh yeah i read what he wrote yeah and i was saying to michelle just before we started this podcast that i found a document from when he was about 27 years old he'd already been working in the port department since he was 16 and it was a request to for a transfer abroad and he put uh caribbean Tropical Africa, Mauritius or Seychelles. So we could have been living. And I think if that had happened, I think this is before he met our grandmother. We wouldn't exist. <laughs> oh, 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 we would exist. Oh, we would exist would. in a different timeline. Maybe you'd be mulatto. Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. And the, yeah, the, the reply came back saying, Thank you very much for your service, but we think you're better suited to a role here. No te pase, vale. Si algo te mandamos a Londres, no te pase. But I think probably the, the fact that he was bilingual was more yeah, interesting was, to them. It was more useful, and actually, three, a few years in. after that, he got moved to the colonial secretariat. So he had a really interesting job, Dad. Yeah, because he was everywhere the governor went. He was the interpreter, basically. So when they had to go and pay. A visit to the governor of Algeciras. He went along. He was interpreting. Yeah. yeah, and like you say, that period, there was the start of the Second Republic, the start of the Spanish Civil War, the start of the Second World War, the evacuation, and he retired very early. He retired in nineteen. He retired in nineteen forty-six at the age of fifty. Quite early. 
because he basically there was nowhere else he could go. Again, the job of interpreter, I used to do it in the courts. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting, and and in that capacity that he was in, he must have heard so many things. We've got amazing well, photos. Well, he must have heard so many things that he couldn't actually say. Talk about. Well, it's funny you say that because he he used to say to my father and to Michelle's mother. If you don't know, that's their, their brother and sister. Violin. That he didn't drink. And he didn't drink because he was terrified that he would, he would give something away. Yep. Give like a code away or something like that. So yep, he, didn't, yep. he never drank while he was working. Interessante. And he was interviewed years later and he said, you know when the Sikorsky thing happened? Sikorsky, the so easy. he was there. And there were all kinds of conspiracy theories around that because he was a leader of the Polish resistance and he died in an accident. So of course, there were loads of conspiracy theories. And so he was interviewed in the 50s by a journalist who was looking into the whole thing. And he said, look, I can tell you, I was there and I was the only sober person because <laughs> I never drank. Que <laughs> pera. <laughs> That's really cool. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. So you're going to write something about him? Right? Yeah, because I, I, I yeah, got in touch with Richard Garcia, who's the editor of the... Gibraltar Heritage Journal, and he comes out on TV, and, yeah. and he, I said, look, I think you're writing something about my grandfather, and he said, yeah, go for it, so well, you I'm should, just Johnny. still Definitely. gathering material at the moment. What's the best thing about the archives? What is the most interesting thing? The most interesting thing is you, you go in looking for something, and you find yeah, something no, completely no, different. No, no, El Rabbit Hole, El Rabbit Hole. You find something, it's like when you click on Wikipedia and you start... YouTube, going down a YouTube, rabbit hole or YouTube. YouTube. It's like no, I was looking at um, stuff, I ended up because my, my husband got, um, he signed up to Ancestry123. Yeah. Yeah, so they're wild. Because the the English, they're so good at record keeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's amazing, and there's all sorts of things, Los Bautizo, when they passed but, away, Uno que fue la cárcel, it's yeah. fantastic. And um, that's I wanted to go in further and mirando, mirando, mirando. It turns out that my my great grandparents we thought they had five girls and a boy. No, they had more. Lo que pasa que they would appear in one census and then they wouldn't appear in the next one porque they had passed away. Porque eran cuando los niños se morían más chicos. Y ahí you missed that. Si tú espera un momento, I've never seen this before. Miraba, okay, they would be born in between census. Yeah. We had we had we've so done cool. our family tree as well, and we had one of our great great grandmas had 19 pregnancies, and only I think seven or eight survived to adulthood. Okay, it's crazy. Catalina Dominguez, who I think was our double great grandmother. Como que double? Great great great. great 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 great. Oh, great great. Yeah. But that was funny because you know, someone said to me when I, when someone knew that I was doing this uh, thesis, they were like, "Oh, everyone in Gibraltar will have an opinion about that because everyone is like a politician." You know? I said, "Well, actually, I think everyone is like an historian because right. you ask anyone, they, have they, they will be able to tell you their family history claro. to about the fourth or fifth generation. They'll be we're surrounded by it. So I think it's you know." In that sense, it's fascinating. We know I think quite a lot amazing. about our history. Yo, our I, history. I interviewed my, my elderly neighbor, Yora Chica, and she gave birth in, uh, in the underground yeah, during yeah. a bombing. Yeah. I think she had five kids. When I interviewed in, on my podcast on the sofa with Rouge, yeah. my 
when I do one-to-ones, I chatted to your dad and my mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they both spoke about the evacuation. They had yeah. a pretty nice life had, in Madeira yeah. and other places. I mean, yeah. They had quite a... No, but I think there was a generation that was t- marked by that, for sure. How can you not be? Because for many people, that was their first contact with Britain. Britain, those who were sent to London or Northern Ireland or Wales or wherever. And it was a shock. Yeah. I, I think as well it was a massive shock because they realised what I always say ahora, hoy en día, de que no éramos tan importantes para los ingleses. No. Y ellos quitaron a los suyos y metieron a los nuestros. They go, my father was six months old when he went over. He came back when he was four. When he came back, recently found out because my, my grandmother was one of the first divorces in Gibraltar. When she went to get back, to sign up to go back, the admin guy was like, I've got your three kids, but I haven't got you. And he was like, this must be a mistake. I'll sign you down. Cuando llegan a Jeep, para empezar, mi abuelo no se presenta. Vale. Van en busca de él, and they're like, can you come and get your kids? And when he gets there, he sees my granny, and he goes, tu casa aquí? Because the husband had to request the family to come back. He didn't request for her to come back. His kids, yes, but not... Hey. But not her. Porque él estaba con el housekeeper. Con somebody else. Yeah, and my grandma... Oh, yes. <laughs> they went to the house, and the housekeeper was like, aquí sobran gente. And my granny yeah. was like, well, that's my husband, and this is my house, con que la que sobra so she came back anyway. Vale. <laughs> y mi abuelo se fue con él. Y se quedó mi abuela con los niños, and they were one of the first divorces in Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, scandal, scandal. Imagine all the men here without their wives and kids. I mean, there's probably, we don't know half of what. So, igual como la cantidad de hombres que tenían second families en la línea. We found that in our I know someone who says that they have a la línea version. The mirror. Mirror? We don't, we have, we met them, we haven't met any of them. We have met some of them. Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. You have, I have, yeah. The different branch. And the funny well, where thing are was, they now? so this was a, this, I mean, this is, this is our grandfather's uncle. Okay. He was a, obviously a bit of a one. A cat. A bit of a number. Yeah. He was a And cat. he was called Cavendish. Oh, oh you encanta. Great name, huh? Well, no, recently you met his... Yeah, yeah. But the his, funny thing was that what, his... his great-granddaughter? Yeah, uh, yeah, his great-granddaughter. But the funny thing was, was is that all his various ladies <laughs> seem to get on with each other. Like, oh, bueno. two of them live together in London. Sí, sí. So they, like, they kind of, he was a charmer. He was a charmer and he probably provided. Yes. Vamos a ver. Yes. And how many kids did he have? I'm not exactly sure. It's like the sister wives. The sister wives in, <laughs> in Utah. Yeah. That's a religious thing, no? That you can have like... See, but the other one is money. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, money and no, sex. No, but that's part of the fun, like you say, that's part of the fun of... So you did? That's okay. ...of investigating your family tree. If everything was just boring, it wouldn't be so funny. But exactly. there are all these stories, and some of them are buried stories, and but people I, have I, deliberately buried them. I've heard of stories where people have died and all his illegitimate children have turned up, Turn at, up. The, at the funeral. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes, but, but not people... Yeah. Nowadays, like in our, maybe not our age, maybe yeah. a, a couple of still, generations yeah. back. But, but the thing still, is, in those days, Michelle, you could, someone turns up and say, oh, parece un poco. But now, people are doing DNA tests. And they're doing DNA tests completely instantly. And it turns out, oh, that, that guy's not my dad. 
No, no. Ah, no, know, that's happened. And this happens a lot. Yeah, I know someone who le regalaron el DNA test. Yeah, yeah. And then it comes out, you have a sister in UK. <laughs> well, no, with some of these DNA testing, I keep being, well, every time I look, yeah. I've got another cousin somewhere else. Yeah, so we've both done but it. This yeah. is a sister. Vale, y ahora cuando oh, preguntan, sisters. uy, where you come from, para arriba, para abajo, era, era la, la hija de la vecina. Oh, God. Oh, yes. That's, era, quite, that's a bit too close for comfort. Era la hija de la vecina, y encima, the, the bio father and the wife were the godparents. Of the child. Oh, dear. Plan una novela. Una yeah. novela. Una novela. Yeah. Wild. So interesting about the archives in Jib. So more people yeah. should, yeah, go, should, should go. Should encourage people to go to and the like archives. And like you say, the digitized stuff um, is it's fantastic. I've never been. I'm going to go. And, and and a really cool thing that I found out as well is que yo me quedé stuck trying to find my grandfather because we never met. Till he died four years after they came back from from UK, and. Um, there are so many different ways of spelling that you think you've yeah, come yeah. to a dead end and you haven't. Because his spelling was different, y ya te sale otra cosa por otro lado. So, like, if people should, would, they should get into it because it's so interesting. Yeah. Y donde vivían, y lo que hacían, Colhiba, Tavern Keeper, it's so they interesting. They have their name, address. And they uh, all lived uh, in Upper Town. ¿Verdad? Yeah, yeah. Todo el mundo en Upper Town. Y después los lo colonials, los guiri en el South. That's where our grandfather lived in the South District. Well, no, they lived in different addresses, actually. Well, no, when he was working yeah. for yeah. In his job, they lived in South Pavilion Road, North yeah. Pavilion Road. Yeah. yeah. North Pavilion is a little. Well, it's by South Pavilion. It's just there by St. Joseph's School. You go down the ramp opposite the Central Hall. It's in North Pavilion. All that is South Pavilion, North Pavilion Road, Central Pavilion Road, that whole area. So they lived in a house there. Yeah. Yeah, and then they had to leave when he left the government. Aita. And then they. Yeah, yeah. that they was a government. That was a government house. Yeah, and yeah. then they had to live in the south. Well, they went to live in another house on Cumberland Road, which yeah. is. Yeah. Which is what our you remember going house, to see yeah. our granny. It's when we used to come, we always stayed there. Yeah. And Tommy's, although he's half Gibraltarian, but he's very Janita at heart. I think he so. Always has been. In el corazón. <laughs> he always wants to know what's. Me pregunta cosa a mí. I think he's, he knows no, he... Well, of my mom's uh, side is mixed. Cuando tú vienes en el avión y te ves peñón. Yeah. Yeah, he does. A mí me pasaba every yeah. time I would come back yeah. from uni. Yeah. Cuando tú te ves peñón, era como... He is, I've lived in different places and my mom's side is, is kind of mixed as well. So there's no one single place that has such associations as Chipotle. There's one. My children will be different again. So they have a whole side which is Indian and... We want, you know, they'd explore that side as well, so... Yeah. No, I, bet, I think I spend a lot of... Their journeys, all his family. Yeah. I think I spend a lot, a lot of time thinking about stuff like that, but... You do? Yeah. Because it's not straightforward. Like, you know, some you meet some people, they're like, oh, yeah, I've lived here, my grandparents lived here, my sí, great-grandparents pero... and that's it. Mira, I met somebody is in Argentina, ¿vale? Yeah. Y digo, how did you end up here? Y me dice... Porque mi padre, no me acuerdo si el padre era de Argentina o había estado en Jeep, no me acuerdo lo que era, pero basically he said, I left home at the age of 18. Y toda mi vida había una foto del peñón en la pared. Exactly the same as our family. Yeah. Vale, in Argentina. Well, And he I'll said, the now. moment I turned 18, me vine para acá. Bueno, I, because I think that 
we are away, but we're not. So this is what exactly what happened to our family. Yeah. There was three brothers, no, Tommy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stangetos, who and were born in, Tunis, not born in Tunis, yeah. and they decided that they were going to come and live in Gibraltar. Yeah. One decided to go to Argentina. No? Two went to Argentina. Two went to Argentina, yeah. but didn't one of them came, come back here and then go back? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. But they ended up staying. They ended and... up staying. So Ricky and I in 2016 took our kids. The four of us went to Argentina. Tommy had been previously when he was young and single and tra a traveler. And we've got like something like 80, or maybe yeah. not so many, 60 yeah. cousins. But the funny Argentina. thing is they are separated by a century. Basically. And they had exactly what you've said. And yet, they had their they grandfather, their always had this thing about Yes, had this Gibraltar. book and they used to write write to to their family and they used to write back. And, they, and they've still got all the records of all the letters of all the... And, and they've all had lots of children because they're all quite religious yeah. and they've, they've got lots of brothers and sisters, all the different all the different family members. And they all had this inbuilt thing that they have to come to Gibraltar yeah. at some point in their life. It's like Jerusalem so this, for so this Saturday, It is, or Mecca for Muslim things like that. That is literally like it's what Mecca. they said. This Saturday, Javier and his girlfriend Valentina from Tucumán, San Miguel de Tucumán, they're living in Malaga now because they're able to and because they decided that they they were going to come to Jib for the day and literally you should hear the message that he sends me when he gets off the bus in the La Linea bus station having come from Cadi because they'd spent one night in Cadi and they were coming here for the day Oof, and going back. Imagine, he gets off the bus and says, No me lo puedo creer, está el peñón aquí detrás nuestra. Esto es lindo, lindo. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. listen to his voice. I sent it to him. emocional? Practically crying. The, the ones before, Gori and Hero, yeah, and they're not the first. Kids. So they live in, in, in Malaga too, which is why Javier has come to Malaga because they've got family there. They came to, this is five of them, three kids, and exactly the same. When they saw the rock, we had to stop the car because we picked them up. They came in by train to Algecira. We had to meet them by train, Algecira, and drive down with them in, in the caravana. But when they saw the Puñón, we had to literally stop by the Paseo Marítimo en la línea and they had to take photos because they were like, no me lo puedo creer, tantos años viendo la del Puñón de mi bisabuelo. Ay, qué bueno. Vicente, el bisabuelo, sí. Sí, so, and we went over, I don't know if it happened to you when you went, but when I went to Argentina, um, our family, one, one branch, Gotti and Vicente had a party and they invited 47 cousins. They're all Sanietos, 47 of them. You imagine going miles away, we were miles away from home, and we were acogido by 47 cousins who were like, Prima, eres familia, eres. I'd never met these people. 47 Argentinos Janitos. Yes, bueno, yes. I felt like that about them. They felt like that about us as well. And they, mm. for the whole three weeks we were in Argentina, I think we spent five nights in a hotel. <laughs> the rest of the time we were staying with family. Yeah, yeah and being fed and being taken here and there. And then the, the incredible, we spent a week in Ushuaia, which is an incredible place. And not, not the disco, but the actual it. place, Ushuaia. Because <laughs> everybody thinks Ushuaia is a nightclub in Ibiza. Ushuaia. We spent a week in Ushuaia with Roberto, which was ama yeah. amazing. And I'm trying to get Roberto to come and live in Malaga with the rest of the world. Because actually it's easier to live in, well, it's easier to live in Spain because of their papers and their, yeah. he's a doctor. Yeah. Anyway, well, but yes, um, but the Peñón thing that you say is exactly what it's like yeah. for, uh, for them Mira, as well. Um, my husband has family in Canada, 
and every couple of years they have National Day together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that doesn't get bueno. spoken about very much, but the diaspora, the Janito diaspora, is huge. Must be huge. Yeah. And the song, Lleva Me Donde that's written by someone in America. Was it? Yes. A Janito in America wrote the song. Really? Yeah. Because... I've said it before and I'll say it again. Cuando pasó, antes de que pasara lo de UEFA, yo siempre le tenía una envidia a los otros países. Cuando yo me veía a esos supporters de fútbol llorando en los stands, I used to say, I want to be like that. Yeah. I cannot. However much I say, then he will support England or whatever. No. No te duele. Yeah. Yeah. No that te was duele. a huge moment. That was, that was massive. a huge moment. Well, Namida, I'm just going to interrupt because we have Sorry. to mention Bali. Travel counselors are our sponsors. And every week we have a little advert. So we're going to put the advert now all about an amazing trip to Bali. Escape to paradise at the Sevenyat Beach Resort, Bali where luxury meets the crystal clear waters of the Indian Ocean. Discover a world of relaxation and indulgence, steps away from the iconic Sevenyat Beach. Spacious rooms, stunning villas and exquisite dining awaits. Unwind by the poolside of your favourite drink in hand or indulge in traditional spa treatments. Explore vibrant streets, shop at boutiques and witness breathtaking sunsets that paint the horizon with gold. Book your dream Bali vacation today Call us on 200-71787, that's 200-71787, or email us at christianmasgrainis at travelcasters.com. Have you ever been to Bali? No, I've never been to Bali and I've never really been Southeast Asia at all, but really? my brother-in-law um, is about to go next week. So we'll have to ask yeah, yeah, him? Yeah, so we'll have to ask him when he gets back. Have you ever yeah. been to Asia? Just say, that's my honeymoon. Have you been to Bali? No. I did Singapore, Cambodia and Vietnam. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Like, no queríamos ir a vivir. See? And why didn't you? Because my husband's job is very um, British standards type of thing. Okay, allí, allí hay un poche con 50 cables. Bali would be fantastic, I think. It's so cool there. What, to live there? El, el, what, at least to visit. The mentality, yes. the mentality and, and the way they live is so completely different. I don't know if I'd like to live, well, I've never been, so I can't really it's, say. It's wonderful over there. Yeah. I would live in Italy. Yeah. I think a big gap, actually, in my traveling is, is that sí. part of Asia, no, no, you have Southeast to. Asia. I haven't y, done it. history. Yeah. When you see the Kuchi tunnels. Yeah. And you, my husband went in. I had to go to the door and I had to leave because I was so chico. I couldn't, I yeah, couldn't yeah. poke. There were holes in the ground that were literally así de grande. Así, una tapadera con todo el foliage. Y ellos cogían, abrían, wow. se metían, tapaban, y los americanos no tenían ni idea de que estaban ahí, ¿vale? No wonder que entre todas las drogas que le metieron en, en los drinks a los americanos y el paranoia de a ver a dónde estaban los vietnamitas, así que vinieron para atrás, fatal because you do not know they are there. And there's tunnels and there's I, hospitals and everything. I wouldn't enjoy that, actually. No. <laughs> it's claustrophobic, heavy, but it's so amazing uh, to see. Yeah. Amazing to see. Like I've done scuba, I did some scuba diving with my daughter recently, just like very shallow, 10 meters. And I was thinking, 
about caves and things like that. Have you seen have you seen the documentary? No, I haven't. Oh, You're talking about the, the, the Thailand one. The deepest the deepest Let me tell you wait, wait. I'll tell you all about it. I've interviewed Dean this week. Yeah, I know, I know. Did I tell you? Sí. Yes, he's I coming. went to school my... with Dean. Oh, you told me. Sí. Of course. Well, let me tell you what. Do... Bueno, I was... I... Let, me, yes. let me just say, yo lo estaba viendo y estaba saying. Oh. Well, I really want to watch it. Well, he knows, oh. Dean knows, and Aceve, his girlfriend, they know Alessia, they, know, they knew Steve. Can you not tell me knew... what happened? I'm not going to tell you what happened. They know no, Steve, no, no. they know everybody in the film. Yeah, yeah. Because it's only about 200 divers that do the circuits every year. So everybody knows each other. Now, there are different modalities. They have the bifin, the monofin, the free fall. Yeah. There's, there's different things, different categories. But he won the gold medal in the 95, I think it was a bifin. 95 he meters. did 95 meters. He gold medal but I mean it was brilliant to talk to him first with the his whole thing with the connection with the sea which I get yeah. he has always had because of Jib and because of where he's been brought up this incredible connection with the sea which has made him feel I don't know it's his happy place it's more than that it's a spiritual thing because when he goes down so he after five meters in Jib it's pitch black so in Corsica and other places right Bahamas you get light all the <laughs> way down to so maybe even 30 meters. You get light in Corsica and other places. But in Jib, after five meters, it's pitch black. So I asked him, do you open your eyes? He said, not really. He okay. said, they're, they're half open, but they're not really open. Okay. I'm just feeling. And what he does, he explains in detail what happens to his body as he's plunging himself 100 meters into the bottom of the pits of a dark But you're right about saying hole. psychological or spiritual because right? it's... For him, there are different stages with his breath and the holding of his breath and That's what right. happens to his body. It's a physiological thing and not everybody can do it. It's like, for example, in Peru, they're all adapted, their lungs are all bigger. The Peru right. because they have to climb all these hills in high altitudes. So, so you end up That's why when they, when they did the Olympics bigger. in Mexico, they all had to go, I don't know how much time to So he says, so I, I was reading about it, actually that article from The Guardian was very interesting. It says that the free divers over the over a period their spleens get bigger to be able to absorb the red blood cells because that is what they need to keep them going. So Dean was telling me that when he plunges down, he has to basically shut his body down. As he starts going down, his body starts to shut down. Right? When he gets to the depth that he's at, which is 100 meters, his pulse is 15 beats a minute. 15 beats a minute. That is his pulse. That for him is normal. His body's used to it. The process yeah. is on psychologically. He's done it yeah, so yeah, yeah. You've got How to listen to the talk, honestly. How do you not uh, panic? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, but but to listen to it. He didn't do that overnight. Of course he did not. that over 20, years. 30, oh my God. I don't know how many he's years. He's taken years. I mean, he's 42. He's been diving yeah. since he was a teenager, maybe a little older. And gradually. No, no, no. He hasn't been doing it that, that long. But... He's but had he probably incredible was, trainers, he, and the thing is, at the beginning, he was taught the wrong thing, and then he met this other trainer who said, "Actually, you've got to relearn what you've learned because you've got to unlearn that and learn this." And then he started winning medals, and then now he's training Aceve, this this girl. She is from Lithuania, and she's his girlfriend. And together, it was just like being on the set of, like talking to Alessia and Steve. Yeah. It was like that, and um, they're not too thrilled about the film and what the film. Is is 
the questions people are asking, the safety, they don't, they don't agree with it all so much because they, they say it's perfectly safe for them if it's done correctly and all that. I didn't get, that, no... I didn't get that impression. The, the cave was unsafe, ni nada y eso. Para mí era obvio. The thing is as well, yo no puedo. a lot of it is the blackout. So the blackouts that people have. Ah, bueno, that's the one thing see, that we is, struggle with. Yes, Cuando salen yes, they're here, they're awful, they look half dead. Yes, con el, con miedo, yes, awful. He, he hasn't had any blackouts, he's told me, and nor has she. But he's seen people who have blacked out, and he's seen what the competitions do to people who because the thing is that when you go down and you're down 101 meters or whatever it is he's done then you've got to come back up right so this is the thing this is the thing and then you come back up which is where all the problems will start because you have to kind of decompress your lungs because you can get lung squeeze which can kill you basically and then eventually when you come to the top you have to be coherent and okay if you're not that dive doesn't count. That's right. So it's all that for nothing. That's right. So you have to be coherent. That's right. And able to say, yes, I'm fine. Yes, and I'm then okay. there are people Can around you. I'm, I'm okay. okay. There are people around you who are verifying whether you are really okay or not, or whether you're about to black out. That's right. So it's a real sippy sappy, but it super really interesting to No, it was very, very but, interesting. But one thing that he did say, which I've got here to talk about, and we need to mention it. Yes, is, I asked you, where does he train? So he trains in Jib, around, around the waters of Jib, mostly on the other side to here, so on the west side. But he trains a lot at the end of Europa Point, mm. kind of a little bit into the, into, out, because he says that a lot of sewage, he has a big, big problem with bunkering in Jib, and a big problem with sewage in Jib, because he goes to places and, and suddenly, spill, and the thing week. is that the oil spill and the, and the, and the dirt and, the, and, the, and the, um, the crap that's pumped into the sea doesn't just float on the surface, it's all the way down. He told me something which just freaked me out. He told me, let me make sure this is recorded. He told me that something like 60, 70 meters down, which is where he dives, which many people don't do. Most people don't do. Many is All the, the the bed by the rock of under the sea is white. Sí. Do you know why? Sí. Because of all the bleach in the baby wipes, all the bleach in right. in the in the detergents that people flush down the drains and the and and the loo and all the and all the everything Sorry. people put in, it's got so much detergent that it's eating the colour of everything that's growing under the sea. And that it's white, and that every time he goes down, it's like I'm so fucking because we are just killing, killing the, the the natural environment around us under the sea, which yeah. we can't see. And you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that unless you were not. down. You wouldn't know it, but he dives yeah, down yeah, yeah. deep there, and he's doing a lot of training at the moment here. So, and there are many days where they 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 arrange to do a dive, and he has to go somewhere else. He has to find an alternate place because he just can't do it with it with the with the wrap in the sea. Mm, mm. Well, it's so, a bit like, it's, I was shocked and horrified yeah. at this. Funny, that article compared free diving, free diving is cool, free yeah. diving to surfing, and it says surfing used to be like a really fringe sport. Like there was a few fanatics, and, but then it became massive, massive ma yeah. it became mainstream, and it said this could happen with free diving, it's the same kind of thing. Oof. At the moment, I think they it's want to elevate. I want, they want to elevate the, the profile of free diving a little bit. Yeah. I can see why two hundred people in the whole world doing it. It's not, but but they don't want it to be like completely overtaken either. In fact, they talk about their new projects. If you follow them on Instagram, Roosting Gulls, and this is their project, Ace Fair and Team. They want to set up a a safari, like an underwater safari type. Um, outing for people for for holiday makers 
wherever, on, they're going to be on a boat and they travel around and then they can advertise that they're going to do this this month in Corsica. Yeah. And if you're in Corsica and you want to do a day's diving or a couple of days or learn some skills underwater, then and they want to do it, they want to just travel around on a boat. I mean, it's quite a romantic, idyllic. Yeah, he's, he has to save a bit of money. And, but he'd be taking tourists you, down yeah. five, ten meters, yeah, not, not very, yeah, 40 exactly, meters. Exactly, exactly. You can't, no yeah, puede, exactly. no puede. Exactly. But yeah. he can give them a bit of a taste yeah, of free diving. Yeah. I think he, he wants people to promote, and I said I'd do everything I could to promote his his his, his no, passion for, for the sea and for diving. I really, the passion for the sea, I, I get that completely. I It's my happy place whenever I've had stresses in life. This, this beach, actually, has saved me from many things, so... Yeah, especially with the menopause. Tommy, the menopause is a big thing. Of course. It happens to men too, although I think it's called the menopause. Oh, the other thing you were going to talk about was Barbie. Ah, yes, let's talk about That was a good link. Yes, okay. Keep Barbie. What did your daughter tell you? No, she. Well, I'm not Barbie's menopause. Hello. Not yet. Not ever. My daughter came back, and it's the first time I've ever heard her use the word patriarchy. Because she thought it was hilarious that Ken. Yes. Ken thinks the patriarchy has something to do with horses. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Have you seen the film? <laughs> 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 I don't know. Because I'm not so a fan yes, of Barbie. Exactly. But then I watched the, the trailer and it said, if you hate Barbie, you must watch this. And I thought, yes. <laughs> but you? I hated Barbie. I never played with Barbies. I want to watch it, actually. Beanie never liked Barbies. No. And we all love the film. In fact, Mikey went to see it three times because no. he loves the whole yeah. Ken thing yeah. and the whole, you know, Ken. Ken and the, it's so funny. Um, Bobo, so Ken funny. He's Bobo. brilliant. Ryan Gosling, brilliant. The actors are brilliant. All the actors from Sex Education are there. Um, about four of them, yeah. at least, I think I spotted. There's cameo appearances from different people. It's just really well done. And the whole feminist thing is, yeah. is pretty cool as well. Well, I read a review saying that uh, they've managed to smuggle, not smuggle in, it's right there, but they've managed to include a lot of really interesting stuff, important stuff, in a film that everyone's just going to enjoy as well. Yes. But that's not easy. Because yes. sometimes it can feel heavy-handed or... Yeah. But I haven't seen it, I can't tell. But no, uh, me, like I said, I only seen the trailer, and that moment when she says, Tanto viviendo en el Barbie world, ese perfecto, and all of a sudden she turns around and says, Have you ever thought about dying? And everybody goes... <laughs> And that's when I thought, oh, perate. Yeah. No, no, no. And it's so, it's so, it's, it's, a, it's such an amazing way of, of showing how society or India, they are so focused on the trivialities that they are losing, yeah. losing sight of but, what's important. Also, she doesn't question Barbie land until she leaves Barbie land. Exactly. We live in our own version of society, which is, Barbie a lot land. of people will, Barbie land will See? go and question. See? See? Until you go somewhere else, you think, ah, oh, actually, it doesn't have to be this way. Exactly. Exactly. And that is a good message, funny, I think. Piers, did you read Piers Morgan's? Not, no. I saw it on Twitter. I don't, I don't really follow him, but somebody had retweeted it. He wrote oh. that, that if, if, you know, um, how could Barbie get away with, with uh, slagging men off in such a way that if a man had done it, then yeah. the world would have gone nuts and it would have been really bad, you know, seen as something See, but Piers, Piers, the whole point is that men have been doing it forever and ever in men. Hello. And you can't take Hello. a exactly. Barbie Hello. film. Exactly. Pero, pero, so he's pero, come on, another Piers Morgan. Had a man done it, it would, be, it would be really badly seen and there would have been loads of repercussions and... Shut up. And, yeah. No trago, de verdad no puedo. Well, no, I, know, I, I just saw it because somebody had retweeted it. Mm. He's such a whiner. 
Oh, o sea, so me, he's, recuerda, he's... me recuerda al de, al de, al de Little Bridges, el, el de Bitchy. Sí, ah, mami, sí. mami, Bitchy, Bitchy. No, he's hombre. just a professional wind-up Wa merchant, win basically. Winger. That he sí, always take the most... Is he a contrarian? He's a yes. contrarian, like someone, someone we know. I know, like someone we know. <laughs> I can't, I'll tell you later. <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention it here. No, 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 some people, some people like <laughs> being controversial. Sí, para que dan cima. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we know someone like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then when you, when you, when you, when which is fine because I, I love a good debate. But the point when you try and get them to be specific and and yeah. have good a good basis oh, behind yes. it, no. rubbish. It's eh, para da por saco hablando claramente en llanito para da por saco nada más para quedar encima. I hate that. Bueno, no sé ni la hora que Tommy quiere. Yo tengo que recoger a mi hijo. Ten to five. Bueno, I think we're gonna stop because we've been going for like nearly. 50 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for very much for joining us. It's oh, a real my pleasure. pleasure. My honor. <laughs> and carry on watching us. <laughs> and listen listening, listening, yeah. And comment and comment. Send us, yeah. send us in That's comments. That's my resolution, to comment more I, Somebody did comment and now I, I can't for the life of me remember. Ah, Nadine Dalipiani. Ah, she does comment a lot. I'm actually it. going to interview her because she's a midwife. That's and, right. And I find that a fac another fascinating thing. Of course, Mia. Bringing life into this world. Oh, I think it's yeah, fascinating. Yeah. And and how how you deal with the with the happy happiest moments of people's lives and the sad, when it's sad. And Both, and, and in everything. my opinion, this is gonna be la gente me se me van a chancima. Pero bueno, I know how people say um, in childbirth is so natural and it's so beautiful. No, it's not the nice. It's thing. natural and it's horrendous. And I'm so glad I didn't have to do it. Porque no, I, I think que tiene que ser más traumatizing. I'm sorry, it's not okay. Bueno, you have badly to... designed. Humans have too big a head for our hips. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> When we started walking upright, we had narrower hips, but it was still the same size head. Es que no puedo. It's a design flaw. And then, and then, and then, and then how, and then how naturally people just go, "Ay, congratulations! Que did you rip?" <laughs> Que te dieron muchos stitches. Ah, are we openly talking about my vagina right now? Yeah, right now. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not okay. <laughs> I don't know who you hang out with, ¿verdad? Eso es súper típico. Eso es súper típico de llegar a maternity y que te digan que, ¿cómo te fue? ¿Te rajaste? ¿Tan hecho muchos puntos? I'm sorry. But put, put it this way, the people that say the opposite, everything was smoother. Everything went smoothly, nothing went wrong. But how many births go smoothly, smoothly? Exactly. Poquísimo. Because I don't know of anybody who Ooh. just popped it out. Like, well, no, actually, I do. Oh, yeah. I know a few people. <laughs> well, maybe by their like, fourth or fifth. You know, like... Most of the people I know, the stories are horrendous. Yeah. Y si no, they had a really good birth. And then the aftermath was... Yeah. Way later, que tienen problema. I'm not saying that you shouldn't give birth. I'm just... Yo soy una persona que me da mucho miedo y tengo heavy paranoia. Pero que... I'm sorry, I don't think it's that natural and that beautiful. If, no. if this was happening to men, we'd be comparing scars in the oh, pub, uh, war stories. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody, and we'll be back next week. Ciao!